0: Them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their
1: ass in the dirt. That's
0: what we gotta do. We gotta stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby! We're gonna be here all day, baby! I like this kind of party! I like this kind of party, baby! You're in the Doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. You know what that means? Do you? We're underdog. We're mutts! My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side.
1: Ludicrous speed! Go!
0: Welcome in to Hour 3, the Power Hour, on Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. Or text Rick and the show at 744-2990. Falling
1: in love was the last thing I had on my mind. What so
0: is underway. As always, we'd love to hear from you at 639-4900. That's the Baker Team Hotline.
1: I've seen visions
0: Next line so 744-2990. Like and sure enough, many of you are already responding. We talked about A love that's strong, the sequels in sports movies. Ah, oh, you've let yourself be heard.
1: Just trying to
0: Absolutely. The baby's very underrated. Great song. This video, John Waite looks like he's trying to do his best Ziggy Stardust impersonation. He's got the red hair. (laughs) Good stuff, man. And it was actually uh, during one of our All Request Fridays, somebody requested this song and I forgot about it and I was like, wow, that is a great song. That's a good song, man. All right, we've got uh, Dwight Vick coming up a little bit later on. It's tough. Many of you are pointing out, and I looked it up too, there's not a lot of sports sequels, sports movie sequels. The question came in right before we headed to the hour three break. There's only one that stands alone as the best sports sequel, and I think it gets way too much criticism, and that's Rocky II. Far too much criticism just because you knew, okay, first of all, you're going to create that sequel. And if I'm not mistaken, Stallone, who wasn't even sold on continuing the franchise, because, you know, Rocky won the Academy Award, he was ready to move on, and they, you know, got him in there. He said, well, look, I want to I direct this one. So he ended up directing the second one. Kind of a hands-on to finish telling the story. And I think it gets unfairly criticized too much just because everybody says, well, you knew he was going to win the second fight. Yeah, you did. When you're watching in real time, you're not necessarily thinking about that. But Rocky II, and I watched it again. It's been, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. And I'm sitting of thinking... This is really cool, the way they did it. They did it right after the fight. In other words, you're not just, like, showing up and showing what happened. Oh, here we go, two years later. No. What are they showing you in the open scene? They go back and they show you the end of the movie, which became a staple of the Rocky franchise. It would show you how the previous movie ended. It was really cool. And... The opening scene, they're in the ambulances going to the hospital because they just beat the hell out of each other, right? And then he and Apollo have that moment in the hospital. And Rocky, what did he want to know? Anybody remember the question? What did Rocky ask Apollo as he was up hobbling around, Apollo just laying in the bed, sedated kind of? Remember the question? Did you give me your best right in other words rocky wasn't sure if maybe apollo was just kind of going you know halfway in that fight and apollo said yeah and he just kind of gave a little grin of acknowledgement rocky did before he walked out and you know yeah okay so he won the the second fight And that was the payoff for everybody who was really invested in that character. It showed him life with, uh, you know, the always supportive Adrian as they get married. (laughs) They have a baby. Rocky takes himself out of training. It was some high drama there. Remember how it always makes me sad to think about him. Remember when he was trying to do the advertisements, trying to cash in on his fame, and he, he couldn't read. In the Hollywood, the people that are making the commercials were putting him down. I always hate that scene. Rocky II is really good. It really now no, it's not the first film, but it's really really good. That's the best sequel. I can't think of any others to be honest. I, Wayne had a good thought because I think you have to throw in pool. Sure, well, let, the color of money has to be. Considered a, a really good sports sequel because it did, many years later, continue the story of the movie The Hustler, which is one of my all-time favorite movies with Jackie Gleason as Minnesota Fats. Man, that's a good movie. Young Paul Newman. Yeah, and that's true. When you see the scene at the end when Adrian's not at the fight because she's still recovering from the difficulties she had during childbirth, when Rocky holds up the belt and says, yo, Adrian, I did it. I mean, come on. Right? You still get, you get chills. Yo, Adrian, I did it. They're asking him all these questions, you know, at the end of the first one, and he's just calling out her name. And then we get this as the final scene.
1: I can't believe this has happened. I can't. And I just want to say thanks to Apollo for fighting me, Apollo. I want to thank thank Mickey for treating me. We love you, Ron! Yeah, I love you, too. Most of all, I want to thank God
0: except for my kid being born. <laughs> it's the greatest night in the history of my life. I just wanna say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo it! I did it! <laughs> See? You got chills, I just got chills. Because at that point, you know Rocky is going to be forever engraved into our conscience forever into our pop culture he's never going away. yeah, sure, Adrian, you love him there. <laughs> Wayne says, and then she starts flirting with Mr. T. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and that music hit right there. I mean, that that gets you going, man. That's emotional. That's that's really emotional. But Color of Money, sure. I mean, all the Major League sequels were horrible. Somebody asked about those, admitting they were horrible. You almost have to combine this into a sequel slash remake. Dwight's a big movie guy. Maybe I'll ask him. There, Wayne jokes, but there was actually, I remember the Titans sequel that they talked about, and Denzel turned it down. Ugh. Um, I really can't think of any others, to be honest with you. I, there haven't been a lot. There's been a lot of one-offs, you know. But not a lot of uh, twos because I I think they probably realize they've they've done it at that point. Wayne says they were chanting Ricky and not Rocky <laughs> at the end of Rocky Two. Well, can you blame them? <laughs> uh. Has there been one good sports movie remake? Brian just asked. A remake of the original? I don't know how many of those there's been. Ooh, good question. Longest Yard with Adam Sandler is unwatchable. I mean, it's just, what are we doing? Ugh, so bad. It's just it's it's bad in in every way. The Bad News Bears remake was terrible. Was that Billy Bob Thornton? You had the classic with Walter Matthau and Tatum O'Neill and then it whew, regresses into Billy Bob Thornton. Woo. Horrible, horrible remake. I'm trying to think if there's been I mean, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard to think about it. Someone asked about the Creed movies. Uh, yeah, those are sequels. I'll give you that. They're, fought, they're continuance of the story. And I tell you what, the first two are outstanding. The third one is, is bad in every way, shape, and form. First two, really, really good. I love that character. Love Adonis Creed, but he lost his way. And it was an actor, Michael B. Jordan. He got a little ambitious. Basically did not want Sylvester Stallone back in the movies and then decided he wanted to direct. And uh, what we got was uh, Creed III, which is terrible. I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know how to say it. First two, I can watch them anytime. Great, great movies but sometimes you get a little too big you get a little too popular too much fame and you lose your self awareness and how he thought he was going to pull that off without the biggest component of creed now he did a great job was the connection to apollo and that connection to the first movies wow was there a days of thunder too Wayne, is that real? Or was that just your suggest? What? Really? Did they make a Days of Thunder 2? Did I miss that? <laughs> because Days of Thunder 1 is terrible, but it's fun to watch. Oh, Space Jam 2 with LeBron. Ugh. Horrible. Getting a lot of good suggestions now. So, yeah, I think you have to tie in sequels with remakes in a lot of ways because there haven't been a lot. Okay, no, there has. it wasn't a Days of Thunder, too, for good reason. Never understood how Tom Cruise was so absolutely filthy covered in dirt on, uh, you know, pavement tracks. <laughs> this wasn't like they were dirt racing back in the day of Fireball Roberts. This isn't like running the roads in the hills of Tennessee, you know, in go-karts. But apparently you accumulate a lot of dirt and grime as you're sitting there in your helmet in your uh, sterilized bodysuit. Who knew that? We didn't know that until, <laughs> until that movie. Isaac Wright said, what about the Cars sequels? There you go. Cars, Cars 2 is good. Sure. Yeah, we'll throw that in there. Back when Pixar was watchable. Yeah. Oh my God. Simultaneously, Caddyshack two. Oh my lord. What are they what were they thinking? So Rocky two pretty much stands alone. Yeah, I mean well, Caddyshack two. What are we doing? Just just stop. Don't go out and defecate a Picasso, man. First movie's perfect. Just just get away. Back away. Nothing to see here. Put the script down, young man. Hold it. Hands up. Throw that script into the fireplace. No, let's see if we can make some more money. Oof. Caddyshack 2. Good Lord. (laughs) Wow. Really bad. But I think that's about it. I think that's about it. I didn't hate Karate Kid 2. It's not the first one, but I didn't hate it. I still think Danielson was the antagonist in those movies. I really do. And none of the Major League sequels are remotely watchable. They're bad in every way, shape, and form. They really are terrible movies. So there you have it. It had to be Rocky Two. Good, good discussion. I'm getting so many uh, requests. I mean, so many uh, people bringing up movies right now. Good conversation. A lot of fun. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. 23 minutes past the hour to White Vic. In about 12 minutes, as we motor along here on the third. Sing out, sing out, and if you want to be free, be free.
1: Cause there's a million things to be, you know that there are.
0: And if you want Finishing. to live, I am number two. And if you into want hour to live three, low, live low, and you get toward the bottom of hour three, and go. Dwight Vick is coming up. I'll ask him about that. He's a big movie guy, so this might be a topic he's interested in. I want to ask him about the culture at Alabama too, as you uh, start to look at what's going on there. Things quiet on the tech front right now, but I want to ask him about the things you have to overcome in places like that. He'll have a good take on that because he sees college football. On its grandest scale, and so forth, and we'll ask him about movies, sports movies, movie sequels. <laughs> but I'm with you, and we've had, man, I tell you what, I bet you I've gotten 16 texts. Yes, yeah, 16 texts about Rocky II. Yeah, they agree. Yeah, watch it again, and just let it let it transpire. Just let it play out, and don't don't try to spoil it by saying, oh, you know, he's going to win it got like to say, it's very gratifying for those of us who got so invested in that character when you see him at the end winning it and throwing the belt over his shoulder and the music hitting just right. And seeing then Rocky III picks up and it goes back to that scene at the end of Rocky II. It's really cool. And then as Wayne said, you know, then Adrian decides to go around and start flirting around with uh, Mr. T and then all hell breaks loose. <laughs> Rocky IV to me, Michael just asked, he just asked me about my, look, I like Rocky Four, but at that point, once you get into three and four and beyond, it started to become more of a, of a cartoon. I don't acknowledge Rocky V, never happened, never existed with Tommy Morrison. <laughs> Ooh. And then they went and made Rocky Balboa, which was outstanding. And then, of course, uh, the next time we see Rocky is in the Creed, the first Creed movie. And those are outstanding, the first two. Third one, not so much. That's an actor who had pretty much told himself he had way too much influence and power on that franchise. And when that usually happens, that's what you get. You get Creed 3. Finally watched it, and it was bad. It was bad, didn't like. It. Plus, the guy who's his buddy that he fights in the movie has now got all these personal problems going on in his life with beating up women and all those allegations, so maybe I took that into that movie with me. Alright, White Vic joins us next final segment on a Thursday. This is John Engelberger. You're listening to Big Dog Sports Talk. 25 minutes for the top of the hour. Hope you're doing well wherever you might be here on this Thursday. Text line's open for you, 744-299. us now in the program. He's the authority on Virginia Tech football, founder of Victory Life. Always a great conversation when... Dwight Vic joins us. Good morning, DV. How are you, my friend?
1: I'm good. I'm
0: good. Good to be back, going, man. Good to have you on. I Hope you're staying warm. I don't like these cold temps. I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, I don't mind the winter. Um, I like the winter, but like when it gets like this, it's kind of kind of crazy. You know, yesterday, last night, my had a basketball game, and uh, I was outside heading to my truck talking to some people, and I said do I mean, it'd be funny, I'm going to cut this conversation short, and I'm going to see you guys in the next four rounds, because it was freezing.
0: Um,
1: I look back at my time in Blacksburg for five, six years, man. I don't know how I did it. I must have because I was younger, because it didn't bother me as much back then, but I was in my 20s. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. As you get older, I know for me, as I've gotten older, I, make, I hate the cold uh, much more <laughs> than I ever did. When I was uh, younger. But, uh, you know, we have all this stuff going on in college football. It's nice from a Tech fan's perspective. Everything seems to be okay, right? Everybody's just kind of chilling out. The early enrollees are in. And, again, Tech right now kind of the anti-what's going on in college football with a lot of comings and goings. They're just kind of status quo. What
1: happens when you have a leader like Brent Fry, man? I mean, can't send his phrase enough, man. And I love a good I told you for a moment. And, you know, I know we still have work to do. We're not even close to where we want to be, but you know, in year two of bowling, um, you are guys you are training very good players and role players and retention for the staff, is high, it's excellent, it's perfect. Um, it, you know, what more can you say right now and do? I mean, it just it's just still good to have stability in the right men at the am head of yeah and I'm I'm just happy my Hokie football squad, man. And um, I only know it's going to get better, man, because, you know, kids and families pay attention and stuff like this. Um, and you look around Atlanta, the landscape of college football, I man, you got head coaches um, leaving and with the schools, and, um, you know, some of the some of the really great coaches, like we talked about last week, uh, saving, stepping down. And, uh, it's, it's, you know, in this time. Hello? Oh, yeah. So it's time.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. Well, I think we almost lost you there. It was kind of. It was kind of. Toward the end, it sounded really kind of muffled. I hope by, or hard you, hard you hard might hard be hard. in a bad spot. I don't know. I don't know.
1: How about now? Can you got the
0: me? Yeah, that's a little better. That's a little better right there. Okay. That's a it yeah, happens. Cell phone technology, baby. Cell phone technology. Yeah. I want to ask you about um, Kalen DeBoer, right? The new head coach at Alabama, and you know a lot about it because you follow college football in every area. And you know, I. I think he's a terrific coach, clearly, right, what he did. He took Washington to the national championship. We saw yesterday he lost uh, four players, you know, two guys left the program, two recruits decommitted. I mean, can you talk about what it's going to be like for him? I mean, just your speculation, because you hear what it's like at Alabama. You played the program when you were at Virginia Tech. I mean, that's a different animal, isn't it, to go from Washington to Alabama? I mean, really, they've had Bear Bryant, Nick Saban, all the other guys that tried couldn't do it, and I wonder if it's going to be a problem area for him, too, despite what a great coach he is.
1: All right, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got you. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, Rick, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sold on the hire. I think he's. I think he can win. I think he'll do well. But Alabama, Alabama's expectations are final four, like playoff and national championship. Mm-hmm. And um, Saving in Alabama for the tenure and the era he had there was a the perfect match. He had the right temperament, although it was rough. Observers the wrong way. I mean, that was just saving, having the meetings with Ellisette, guy, and um, all those guys in that coaching tree seemed to be that way. But the overall results were several national championships, several conference championships, all American draft picks. Um, you know, you already got two guys jumping ship. And the NIL, along with the portal, has even the playing field. Keep in mind Georgia was going for their third straight national championship this year. Right. Before being derailed by Alabama. And if a few things go their way, they probably would have been playing for it. Um, then Michigan would have been a great matchup too. So ultimately, man, um, I just think it's hard to win and replace a legend. We saw that with Virginia Tech when Jake right. came in. Just think it's really hard. I don't you know, I've always said, even I learned as a young guy, after I graduated from second, I was done playing ball. I took one job because it paid significantly more, and everything looked great on paper. And I got there, and the culture wasn't right. Now, that's not being a head coach, but what I'm saying is, there's some jobs, as you grow older and you're young and you're mature, you start to realize that it's not worth taking. And that's not associated with the Bama fans or the Bama program. Obviously, that's an iconic position. It's a legendary job. Um, It's like being head coach of the Cowboys. Like, how many guys really want to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys or the Alabama Crimson Tide? Given what you deal with, you can win by 20, and they feel like you should win by 27. The expectation is championship or bust. I like what prize because you get to build something. And even though the expectations can be crazy, and our fans can be so much <laughs> overboard and cynical, they understand. Bama fans only understand one thing, and that's winning. Um, and you talk to some guys that are Raiders fans, or, you know, I look at the stat. Washington hasn't been to the NFC championship since 1991, Cowboys since 1995. When you are in those positions, man, sometimes your fans can get a little bit delusional versus what the standard should be. So I'm not sure about it, man. Like, I don't have anything against the coach the hell of a coach. Yeah. I just think that's a challenging, challenging job. Um, and it's hard. It's hard to win. Think about how hard it is to win when you're down at Alabama. Like, say you're at a Boston College. Like, it's hard to win and hard to get guys to come in. And David in Alabama had a great rhythm, but I don't think it's the same now. Um, and they're going to be teams lining up to get their payback.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, there's no question.
1: No, and They're going to be lining up, man, because everybody, when you're beating them, remembers
0: how it was. <laughs> Well, that's a great uh, analogy you make with the Cowboys job. It's it's very similar. And it's just interesting. It's hard to – I don't know if I'll say this right, but there's a culture at Alabama of winning. There's the culture that's around – what they call it? The Alabama Mafia, around that program. So you have to come in. That's why Nick Saban was so unique. He was able to create his own culture – that fit in with what is already in place. And I think that's why all those other guys have failed, and that's going to be the biggest challenge, right? Not only winning, but trying to get beyond and give, the, be given the opportunity to create that culture.
1: Yeah, man, I mean, again, I mean, Alabama has a – even with the departures and the, and the transfers, they have a great class coming in. But, again, Georgia is going to be right there. Um, the other SEC schools we had mentioned that are want to come up and listen, I've been recruited although it was 20-something, 27 years, it feels like Um, the reality is coaches will recruit against that. Look, you don't want to go there. And I say, Matter of fact, a kid I know very well. Um, I used to talk to all the time right here from my backyard in Prince William County, Sean Murphy, five-star linebacker at Union Reed. He's already been at Alabama two years. He entered his name in the portal. Now, some Bama fans may not know him because he was a backup, but you know, I've seen it. Like, I'd give you another name. Um, there's a guy named Deshaun Ann. He's in the NFL. He's on practice squad. But another guy I mentored, so he was a high profile recruit. He was a standout defensive end in that really great class that featured Jalen Holmes that went to Ohio State. And some other guys like Derek Nottie, who played in the NFL, who went to Florida State as well. But he was part of that really great class out of Woodbridge High School. And um, he went to the Gen Tech, he, him and his family followed my wife and I for the spring game. And Gen Tech was his first choice, but also his favorite coach and recruiter. Ultimately, Saban worked his magic and got him to Alabama. This is a guy that was a high four-star, ranked top five in the nation, and he sat for four years. He played some. He sat for four years, though, as far as starting and started his senior year. Saban can't do that anymore. Kids are not waiting. They're transferring and that's what I mean about the culture where, you know, even though Dion didn't have the success success that he probably will, the fact that he can get guys to go to Colorado because of his name and who he is and N I L and his marketability, that's what Alabama coached the new guys up against. And it's harder now. It is so that's why as we started this, this segment off, man, what Pry is doing is it, pretty, pretty remarkable. Because there's a lot of momentum in Blacksburg right now. Eagles are involved, and guys know what their worth is. But yet they seem to have this brotherhood, this mentality that they want to run it back and, and get the 10 wins and a conference championship. That's why I stress these people, there's certain jobs I will never take and certain players I will never take. There's some guys that just aren't Virginia Tech guys. And Brent Frye and Pearson and J.C. and Mars and the rest of those guys are getting Virginia Tech guys. I was like Taylor Woodson and Brendan and Tutton and, and all those guys. And that lot room understand what they want to do versus what they think they should do for themselves.
0: Dwight Vick joining us on the program as we're just talking all things right now with college football, a lot of things bouncing around. Is tech uh, very nicely quiet right now, but you know they're working behind the scenes. Hey, one thing I wanted to ask you, I know you're a huge movie buff, and we got into it. Uh, our listeners started talking about, First of all, sports movie sequels, and then we had to go. Well, there's not that many, to be honest with you. Uh, and then uh, remakes and things like that. What what sports movies stand out for you that you've liked over the years?
1: Man, listen, are you kidding me? <laughs> so um, off the rip, there's certain movies that come on every time I'm going to watch. Um, and a lot of this time, a lot of this time, these kind of discussions would depend on the age of your audience. So, like for me. Every time Rocky 1, 2, and 3, and even 4 comes when I'm watching. There you go. The first there you go. I mean, I mean, and then you have uh, movies like Bull um, A League of Their Own. I mean, good Lord. Tom Hanks in that movie. I don't know if he got nominated. Um, but that line he said gives me chills every time he says it to, to, to uh, his star player. He said if it was easy, everybody would do it. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it great. I mean... If I can get that on the T-shirt right now, I would. I mean, League of Their Own, you know, and it's kind of based on a true story. And um, it's just, that's just a great movie. Remember the Titans, based on a true story up here, in Northern Virginia, where I'm at. You know, the integration of t c wins that's all at Alexandria City High School. Um, you know, Denzel is just Denzel. Um, but I forgot his co-star um, in the movie, the the he's, I forgot his name, but um, he's in all the great movies. Um, and he's just a phenomenal actor, too. Um, and then, you know, again, my wife's favorite, Miracle, the hockey one. Love Miracle, um, yeah. Miracle, I mean, good Lord. I mean, another true story. I mean, Absolutely. I was a little kid when they actually beat the Russians, but you see that movie, and it was great because they didn't get a bunch of corny actors. no. They actually got real hockey, hockey players, players to play those right. roles, mm-hmm. and it worked out immaculate. Like, it was just – I remember my favorite scene, when they weren't playing hard. And he – he I don't know the term. I don't play hockey, but he was having to skate up and down conditioning. And it was after a game, and he was like, again,
0: again. Yes, again. Yes, absolutely. And that you know, speech, um, the locker room speech, man, that is still – when he went in there right before, that's actually word for word – what Herb Brooks said to the team before they played Russia that night. So it's really yeah, cool.
1: man. Um, I know this is a controversial one, but I like it a lot. I saw it in the movie theater, man, and um, the the uh, the one with Jamie Foxx, now Pacino, man. Um, um, I, uh, oh my well, god! That
0: the, was that the program? Was that what was that? No, no, the program's up there. That's on my list too.
1: It was with... um.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking Danny about. Danny Fox, Lawrence Taylor, LL Cool J,
1: uh, uh. Uh, Cameron Diaz. I know the listeners right now yelling at the radio on their phone. I but, can't um, think of that
0: movie. Let me see. Yeah,
1: hey, I can't either, man. I don't know how I'm not doing it because I always watch it when it comes on. And then, of course, there's Rudy and Million Dollar Baby. Um, Rudy, um, I first saw it. Full disclosure, let me tell everybody this out loud, man. I got emotional when I first saw it. That was young when I saw it. I was actually in high school, and I thought it was a crazy story, man, because I'm like, Duke had a great walk-on program, you know, back during the Bima era, and, you know, I know what walk-on growth is, but Rudy seemed more brutal, (laughs) you know, like, and he was so undersized, and, you know, to see somebody and just to really appreciate the pride that you will never see again in playing for a university, to be a tackling dummy to go on Scout Team and take pride on it. All he wanted to do was dress. You know, you think about these guys now, I didn't get enough touches, I didn't get enough reps, and this, that, whatever. He just wanted to dress with Notre Dame. It's crazy. And Million Dollar Baby, man, I saw that. Clint Eastwood, underrated director, under, underrated, just tried out. Um, just really, really a great director, man. And a um, Million Dollar Baby, man. Just crazy. I hate the ending though, man. The fact that she got hurt and passed away and was paralyzed. a I just but, um, you know, people with that, no boxing will tell you to play you protect yourself at all times. Uh, I mean there's so many man. I
0: know, I know.
1: It, it, listen, it is absolutely insane. Oh my gosh, how can I forget I forgot one of my favorites that I will watch forever and that's
0: Friday night lights. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah! I forgot about that one too. So the you
1: guys the, like the, the true story Booby Miles? I mean, it's based on true events. Some of the stuff that is actually researched. You know, you just a great movie when it's based on the true story. And as soon as, soon as the end, you go to Google, you go to internet and see what. <laughs> yeah, Google, right, right. Or you go to YouTube to see like a little behind the scenes and stuff. But man, um, listen, sports movies for me. If you do it right, you will have me as a fan forever, man.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> it's just, you know, I mean, Friday Night Lights, man. I remember I first saw that, Rick. I remember first saw that. And I was like, oh, they're going to score, like, you know, the Hollywood, and they're going to come back. And and I was like, what in the world? He <laughs> got stopped on the one-yard line. And And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, and then they come back the following year and they won the state championship, which is kinda how it is, right? Um, that probably wasn't his best team. But the brotherhood those guys have. You ever played J D varsity football? You don't have to be a Virginia Tech or UVA, Wahoo, or whatever, to relate to that movie. If you ever been through some, some stuff, it's just the stuff with coworkers or teammates, you know what that movie's about. And um I remember now, It's Any Given Sunday was in Yes, box. we Any had about, two,
0: about two dozen textures started sending in the Any Given Sunday as soon as we talked about it. So there you go. Yeah, Any man.
1: Go. I mean, again, you know, there's the natural, I mean, Caddy Hoosier. Hoosiers is the classic, because uh, it's Gene Hackman, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: he was great. I mean, another
1: great. guy that yeah. is a legendary, iconic actor. Hoosiers, though, I, as I got older, it doesn't move me like it did when I was young.
0: My no, dad loved that movie. No, you're right. It changes a little bit. But I still love Jimmy Chitwood saying, I'll make it in the huddle, yeah. you know.
1: Well, well, you know, that's a movie I still show. I show my son, obviously, showing a 16-year-old at the time. He's 17 now, about to be 18. With today's game, with guys doing the Kyrie's, you know, he's looking at the guys' <laughs> the underhand free throw. But I was trying to show him the movie for the messages, you know, because you had the alcoholic coach. And the guys, you know, like you said, he'll make those free throws. So I thought that story is never going to end. Like as far as it's timeless. Um, but again, man, um, sports movie. I mean, I'm sorry, I probably missed with you. I'm sure so, you got some text that's like, Oh, why did you say that's what? 'Cause Because I forgot, man. But I feel like I gave you guys some good ones.
0: <laughs> nah, good stuff. I know that's something we could do a whole. We could do a whole show on that. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> I would love. I would love to see it. This is a little side note, but relative to the convo. I've always thought I've to some guys. I feel like somebody can do a documentary on Beamer Ball and the Virginia Tech legacy, not so much because he won a bunch of national championships. But, Rick, for you and your long-term listeners and people that have been around the program a long time, the think about the story it we over a program that was on probation, the fact that Virginia Tech wasn't a household name, didn't even have a shoe sponsor like until Beamer got there, and then arose to be mentioned with some of the great programs in the country, like the '95 the Sugar Bowl. I mean, there's so many stories with it. I feel like it would be. I think. I think it would be well received. I've always felt that way. But that's just my opinion. might have been a little bit nostalgic, but I feel like it would be. A, it's a great story because there's so many things, like Deema and just overcoming the fire and the burns and the staff and the, and the legacy he created. It's pretty crazy because Deema Ball and the lifestyle. They still say it. I've been watching games, and you will hear somebody say, oh, a little Beamer ball.
0: Wow. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Kansas State
1: versus Coastal Carolina. What are we talking about Beamer ball for? Right. But anyway, man, right. great to be back on again. You got me a little bit hyped I up. Know, I know, I know. It's
0: good, it's good. Well, we we continue along this as uh, tech's off offseason continues, and I appreciate you as always, and hope you have a great weekend. Stay warm. You too. I will. Thank you, you too. All right. There you go. Great stuff from Dwight Vick. I knew he'd get into that now because he's a movie guy, right? So I knew that would be something he would like. So, yeah, Any Given Sunday. Yeah, that's underrated. I, I like that movie, too. I, I like Jamie Foxx in just about anything. i tell you what, his portrayal of Ray Charles, man, oh, man, so good, so good. All right, we're coming back to wrap it up after this. Finally, Friday edition. Will, Stewart, Jen, and Mike Ashton. Stay warm, and we'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget. Queue up your request. All requests first hour. Whatever music you want to hear, we'll play it. <laughs> Unless, of course, it's the god awful Dave Matthews, and then I'll completely ignore you. All right, we'll see. You. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. All of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, New River Valley.